great to be back today again on Search the Scriptures with all of our listeners. We're so thankful to have this opportunity to get together again as we strive to do each day in the program, open up God's Word and dig a little deeper as we study all of those rich teachings and truths that He has communicated to us therein. And boy, you think about God didn't just have the inspired writers write down a lot of words and a lot of teachings, a lot of passages and a lot of letters and books just for the fun of it or just to uh, go through some kind of process. He did that for us. He had them write the scriptures for you and for me to guide us in the best life that we can possibly live in this world and the life that ultimately will lead us to eternal life with him in heaven. God wants us to be with him. And he gave us the Bible as our instruction book, our manual, so to speak, our guidebook to lead us to him and to be with him forever and ever. We do hope as we study together each day and search the scriptures that you're coming to understand God's word better and that you're coming to understand God more fully, your faith in him growing. That's our prayer. And then that, that's not going to stop with that, but that's going to lead you to make up your mind to come to him for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ, his son, your Lord and Savior, as you repent of your sins and confess your faith in Christ and surrender to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, and then come up out of that grave of water that we call baptism, reborn spiritually, to begin that new life in him and that life that is pointed toward heaven. Our prayers are with you. Our prayers are for you. Great to be here today again with Dennis Stackhouse to continue our study from God's Word. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate very much the opportunity to be with you on the program today. And I want to add my word of welcome to all of our listeners. We're grateful that you've decided to join us, and we hope that this time together will be well spent as we look at God's word in an in-depth fashion. You know, Gary, I often try to comprehend or wrap my head around, so to speak, the love that God has for mankind. And I always come away shaking my head thinking, you know what, I just, I don't get it. You know, I look at how mankind has lived and acted and spoken as it's recorded for us in God's word through the many years that the scriptures cover for us. As mankind, we do a lot of silly things. We do a lot of things that are ungodly. We do a lot of things that are downright evil or hateful, unrighteous, things that are not good. And yet God loves mankind. You know, and again, I, I still try to understand how can he possibly do that? Well, I can't understand it fully. I don't believe any of us can. But we can accept by faith the fact that God does love us to that extent. And that because of that love and that mercy and that grace, he sent Jesus Christ to this world in the form of a man. And living as a man, Christ lived a life of sinless perfection. And then, as the one person who should not have been nailed to that cross at Calvary, he was nailed to it. But for a very specific reason. 
so that you and I, so that all of our listeners, so that everyone who ever has lived, is living, or whoever will live may have the opportunity to have their sins forgiven. That's how much God loves us. And again, what a tremendous God we serve. And we need to do everything within our powers to show God and to demonstrate to him through our obedience how much we love him in return. Great to be with you again today. And you know, Dennis, it's not just that he loves us, but um, what has impressed me along with that, and, and you, you focused on his love, what has impressed me is how patient he's been with us in that love. Yeah, you know, you, you look at the history of Israel, and, you know, again, when I read through that, I just shake my head and think, well, how did God put up with those people for as long as he did? Yeah. And it's as you suggest, Gary, it's because of his patience. Yes, yes, and, and we look at us today, and we can have the same wonder. Absolutely. How, why does God put up with us mm -hmm. so long? That's right. Patient persevering love it is indeed but now we do have to respond to that love indeed we do in the ways that God has prescribed in his word mm -hmm. and that really is what we're talking about in this particular study we're asking the question are you neglecting your salvation mm -hmm. God already had the plan of salvation for man redemption forgiveness already in mind because uh, before he ever created man. Yeah, and uh, we're given some insight into that in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 9 through 11. Yes, yes. He, in his foreknowledge, could look ahead mm. and see that man was going to fall into sin. Exactly. So he already had the plan for his redemption, his forgiveness, his salvation in mind. Mm -hmm. And God worked with man and again demonstrated that patience all through the Old Testament period mm -hmm. until the Lord came. That's right. And he went to the cross mm -hmm. as a central feature for that, of that plan of salvation. Mm -hmm. Established the church as a central feature of that plan of salvation. That's right. And then... The Christian age began, mm -hmm. and for almost 2,000 years, he has continued to be patient with us because mankind has continued to fumble around with their soul salvation. Indeed, we have. Experiencing disobedience to God's teachings, unfaithfulness, wanting to change his way, his teachings to suit themselves. Mm -hmm. Patient perseverant love it is indeed but that patience one day will run out because we're told a day of judgment is coming second that's corinthians right. 5 and verse 10 that's right are you neglecting your salvation we've asked that question hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3 poses that very thought how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation and again, I think it's probably meant to be taken rhetorically. The answer is understood. There is no escape 
if we neglect our salvation. That's the case, yes. So we need to pay attention to the teachings God has laid out for us pertaining to how we can be saved Mm -hmm. so that we won't be neglecting our salvation. Right. Now, we have over the, la- over the first several programs, we have been talking about coming to Jesus his way. Mm-hmm. We've got to come to him for salvation. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, mm-hmm. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Well, we studied that Jesus wants us to believe in him, John eight twenty four, John three sixteen, but also that he wants us to obey him. That's right. John 14, 15, verse 21, verse 23. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9 tells us that Jesus gave us the example of learning obedience himself Mm -hmm. while he was here in human form and that he became the author of eternal salvation to all those who will obey him. Correct. So he wants us to obey him. Absolutely. Not just believe, but we've got to obey him. Mm -hmm. And so he told the apostles as he was ready to ascend back to heaven after his death, burial, and resurrection, to go and teach the gospel to everybody, everywhere, he who believes and is baptized, there's the faith and the obedience, shall be saved. Mark 16, 15, and 16. Yes. So we've got to come to Jesus his way. And if you have not yet come to Jesus in faith, repenting of your sins and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, then you're neglecting your salvation. Yes. But now there are other ways to neglect your salvation. Mm-hmm. And there are people who come to Jesus and they go through what the scriptures teach them, that they're supposed to believe and obey. Mm-hmm. But then, and you go back to that, that text in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, verse 3 says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? But earlier in those verses, the Hebrews writer says that we need to be careful lest we drift away. Yes, in verse 1. Now, a whole lot of people who have have come to Christ and then drifted away. Mm -hmm. Having come to Jesus, have you then sometime after that neglected your faith and consequently grown weak spiritually and begun to drift away. Mm-hmm. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13, what do we read? Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Very direct statement in that, uh, statements in that verse, aren't they? They certainly are. Watch. The idea is keep your eyes open. Be mm-hmm. on guard. Be alert. Mm-hmm. And then what else? Stand fast in the faith. Stand fast. The idea, don't waver. Mm-hmm. Stand fast. Yes. You uh, perhaps get the imagery of a military unit mm-hmm. standing in battle and they receive the order hold your ground don't retreat mm-hmm. well in this case from the spiritual perspective stand fast do not back up do not waver mm-hmm. stay faithful yes and obedient that's right 
In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, we get some insight as to how we can stand fast in our faith and obedience. There we read, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. As I've said many times, I like the way the King James Version translates this particular verse, particularly in the beginning of the verse, mm-hmm. and it says study. Yes. Now, the be diligent obviously points to the study, mm-hmm. but you get that word study in there, and mm-hmm. people can probably relate to it more quickly and sure. say, oh, okay. Now, studying is being diligent. That's right. And we need to study God's word diligently mm-hmm. so that we can stand approved before him. And what's the basis on which we can stand approved for him, before him? We're rightly dividing or uh, maybe more easily understood, we are accurately handling the word of truth. So we're understanding it correctly mm-hmm. and then applying it correctly. Correct. That's right, yes. Now, we, now, you cannot apply God's word correctly if you do not know what God's word teaches. That's right. And so there's where you have to get into diligent study mm-hmm. as we're doing in this program and as we do every day to come to that fuller understanding of what God's word really says. That's correct. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2, we see that spiritual growth depends on this kind of purposeful study of God's word. Peter said, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The pure milk of the word, desire it that you may grow thereby. Right. Dennis, you've run into people, and I think you've experienced this yourself, and I certainly have in our personal lives, but then you've met other people, and so have I, who they start getting into God's word, and boy, it becomes an adventure for them. Sure. They get excited. Mm-hmm. They want to learn more and more. Mm-hmm. And they start spending more and more time studying God's word. Yes. Well, what a great activity. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> Just what a great if, pursuit. Yeah. What could be more beneficial to the individual? Well, I can't think of anything more beneficial, Gary, because, again, as we've emphasized on the program, we're being involved in something that helps us spiritually and eternally. Yes, yes. Now, when we look at 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, what does Peter say? But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So we need to be able to tell people what we believe and why we believe it. Right. Again, without getting into God's word, without reading it, studying it, we can't know what we're supposed to believe or why we're supposed to believe it. That's correct. If we look at Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, 
fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Knowledge of God's word is mentioned toward the beginning of that text and at the very end. Mm -hmm. And also increasing in spiritual understanding. Correct. All of that talking about learning God's word. Mm -hmm. And God has given us his word to guide us in his will. Right. Now there's something of a parallel to this written by Peter in 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So Peter, he says that God has given us all things that pertain or have to do with life and godliness. That's correct. And he says God has given us those things through knowledge, mm -hmm. the knowledge of his word. Right. His word had guides us in those matters. Mm -hmm. That helps us understand how important our learning God's word really is. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's uh, reflects on what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 when he sh said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation mm -hmm. to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Yes. God has given us his word mm -hmm. to communicate his will. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Dennis, here in Search the Scriptures, we really get into the Word, don't we? We do. This is not just a program about religious philosophy. Mm -hmm. This is a program in which we study the Bible. Correct. We do dig deep mm -hmm. and look at it in detail. We try to, yes. Yes, yes. And we try to explain it in easily understood terms. Yes. And try to help people see how it applies to their everyday lives. That's right. That, in essence, is what we've been reading we're supposed to do. Yes, Every is. one of us on an individual right. basis. Mm -hmm. Now, let's look at Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12, 13, and 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So the Hebrews writer is rebuking the Christians in that particular text those to whom he's writing that particular letter and saying, you should be more grown-up Christians by now, yes. but you're still baby Christians mm -hmm. because your knowledge of God's word has not grown as Correct. it should. Yes. You're, still eat, you're still drinking the milk and you haven't been able to get into the, to the more solid food of the word. Mm -hmm. uh, he's rebuking them. Mm 
there. Yes. They're not paying proper attention to growing in knowledge, which helps them grow in faith. Romans 10 and verse 17. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Now, that's an image that ought to give us all great pause for thought. Mm -hmm. And so we would ask our listeners at this time, does that image of neglecting to study God's word as you should, is that an image that describes you? Mm -hmm. Because if it does, then you could be neglecting your salvation. Right. And you don't want to do that. No, not at all. Not at all. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, we've looked at this text many, many times on Search the Scriptures. What does Paul say there as to the importance of the word? And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So God has given us his word in verse 15 to guide us, to salvation right and then verses 16 and 17 to correct us straighten us out instruct us guide us mm -hmm. and and then to also equip us verse 17 for every good work that God has prepared for us to do correct and he has prepared good works for us to do Ephesians 2 and verse 10 mm -hmm. his word that's how important it is yes are you studying God's word now, if you're neglecting to study God's word, then you're neglecting your faith. In neglecting your faith, you're also neglecting your salvation. You need to understand that. Mm -hmm. Let's look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, as we come to a close in our study today. Therefore, brethren... Be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we should be all the more diligent to make our call and election sure. Now that call and election is descriptive phraseology for our salvation. Yes, it is. Our eternal life. Mm -hmm. We need to pay attention. We need to be diligent to make sure that we're not neglecting our salvation. Have you surrendered to your Lord in baptism for the remission of your sins? Are you nurturing your faith? Or have you been neglecting your salvation? As the Hebrews writer warned not to do in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3. We're not finished with our study. We're going to look a little deeper as we get into our next program. Asking the question, are you neglecting your salvation? In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us. We encourage you to write down that information and then contact us. Ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. And it will help you learn how to come to Jesus Christ for salvation. It will help you learn how to live the faithful Christian life 
and thereby not neglect your salvation. We hope you'll contact us. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD for free, just for the asking. And we'll pay the postage in both cases, for the Bible study, for the CD. All you have to do is ask. We hope to hear from you right away. Won't you do that and contact us?